Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we gain no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Okay. <laughs> so then I wanted to find out a little bit more about, uh, uh, if you go to the next one I sent you, which religion has the most kids? Okay. And the changing global religious landscape. Babies born in Muslims will begin to outnumber Christian births by 2035. Okay. Wow. And people with no religion face a birth dearth. Okay. Great name. Uh, so. Right. Uh, babies born to Muslims go 20. So show the data there. Show the data go a little bit lower so we can see that. There you go. Wow. So Christians, red. Muslims, green. Christians are not having babies like they once were having. And Muslims are having more babies. So if this is from Pew Research, and you got to trust Pew Research, they don't, they're not on one side or the other. They're just going to give you the data that yeah. they have. They're, they don't, it's facts. It's not CNN or Fox. So go yeah. a little lower to see if there's any more data to look at here. Uh, go a little lower to see if we have anybody else. Okay, there you go. So let's look at this one here. Estimated shares of birth and deaths. Compared to with their share number of overall 2015 population, Christians make up the largest share of 20, 2010. Deaths, Muslims, a largest share of births. Okay? Wow. If you look at that number, 31% to 21%. But Christians, there's more dying than being born. Muslims, they have 10% more being born than dying. And then if you look at the disparity by 25 and 26, 26, uh, 2055 and 2060, okay, Muslim religion is going to get bigger than Christians in the world because Muslims are having more kids. If I'm a Christian leader at the top and I'm a leader of a thousand churches, I'm probably having this conversation with my community. By the way, shout out to Mormons for having more kids. Yeah. They're growing their base more. I know this, this could be kind of funny, like we're being funny about it. I'm actually not. Yeah, I no. think if you really want to, your competition's having more kids than you are. Yeah. Okay, And there's going to be more population there to impose their way of thinking of course. and believing, and they're going to outnumber you. Yep. Okay, So Christians, hey, go make some babies today because <laughs> that number is not looking good for you. Then go to the next one that I sent to you, which was, what causes population to increase? By the way, this entire time while you guys are talking, I've been, I've been looking yeah, at this I've stuff. So I'm going actually really curious to know what the hell is going on here with this. I'd like to so revisit that optimism we'll come when back we get a to chance. It. We'll yeah. come back to it. So go and just Google the following. Just Google in another page. Google largest population of religion. You just put largest religion population. So all the way at the top, Christianity right now is what? First place. 2.382. It ain't going to be there for too long. No, it's not. Muslims are 1.907 which is 25%, and then you have the rest secular, and then you have Hindus on 1.161. Hit more rows, Rob? You trying to see Jews? I'm just trying to see my people where we're at. Pat, I, Pat, I know Pat, that we're I don't, I don't blame Pat, you. Give him some know, recognition. Just, I don't know if you realize. It's competition. You know, right there, Judaism. Zoom in. Try to wipe us out. Zoom in, 14.7 million. Yeah. I don't know if you guys realize what Pat, Pat you, you made a, a really good point. Once that shift starts happening, it's the uh, and th people don't think about it. I'm not saying good or bad thing, but this is a, this is a Christian country by a big percentage. The the policies the Judeo change. Christian. Judeo Christian. But think about this: all the all the people, all the decisions, all the all the mayors, all the everything. Well, it's going to be a complete shift on the religion that runs, but, but, and you're going to see changes. You know, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? The average person's watching this right now. The average listener listening to this right now, they're like, oh, who cares about this? Yeah, yeah, you don't care about it. You're 42 years old. Yeah. You got your job. You're laughing. Maybe it's like, ah, it's not a big deal. Oh, 40 years from now, you will see how different things will look. Mm -hmm. When you look at Congress, 30% of Congress are going to be Muslims and, you know, 30% of senators. And then all of a sudden, U.S. has a Muslim uh, uh, president. Yeah. And then, hey, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with Zero. that. And now, you know, the the, it, it, the and this isn't to fear that. This isn't to fear that. No. This is if you have a certain belief and you have a lot of pride in that well then show up and yep. make some babies and raise some leaders and inject your philosophy into this because muslims get a shout out for absolutely doing that better than christians are doing it right now the the stat that you just showed was that for the world or the united world States? population okay so yeah. so i don't think that has a uh direct effect on on the united states I in disagree. a sense that well in a sense that 
our Muslim population would have to uh, would have to grow at an even faster rate than that because most of our immigrants are actually coming to the country from other Christian nations, such as Catholics from uh, from Latin America. Say that one more time. Well, most of the immigration into the United States, most of the population growth is happening in uh, within the within the Hispanic community. I totally mostly, get it. They've grown which is twenty four percent. Yeah, yes, twenty four percent. But uh, uh, when when you when you have a long-term thinking mindset and your opponent does not, it's just a matter of time until you infiltrate universities, until you infiltrate educational system, until you infiltrate school systems, until you infiltrate building churches, until you infiltrate politics, until you infiltrate media, until you infiltrate. They're already doing it right now anyways. And by the way, this isn't a, if you're, if you're Muslim and you're a leader of Islam, your kudos to you strategically. Christians are sitting on the sidelines being very casual about it. And it's almost like the competitor that thinks, ah, it's not a big deal. You know, they're never going to pass us up. Okay, brace for impact because it's going to come very, very quickly. And when it hits you, the difference between Muslims and Christians is what? The other day, this Dar, what's his name, the football player who wore that jacket in the— uh, wore that jacket at Super Bowl. Did you see the jacket he wore mocking Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you I know, see the who, jacket? Who was that? it? Damar Hamlin. Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. Yeah. The guy, that, the guy uh, that almost died on the field. Yeah, and he was praying. What? Yeah, and the AOC said something about it. He wears him. this jacket mocking Jesus, and, you know. The, like, uh, what is that? Yeah, so he wears this jacket. After he was praising Jesus. Do you know who called him out? Adrian Peterson pulls him out and tweets about it and says, what kind of a thing are you wearing? And then some, you know, there's stuff in football right now saying, you should tell him that privately. You shouldn't tell him that publicly. Adrian Peterson's like, what are you doing? But, but the, what is the guy about? that almost the, lost the his guy, life for the, the Bills? That, the guy that the was guy like, that we should be freaking praying. The, the, the guy that the first thing was, Lord loves me and the yeah. God was looking at and me, you, and then he did that. So, But here's the point, though. Here's the point. Somebody, Here's what they're going to say, though. Someone's going to say, oh, grow up, guys. This is called art. Yeah. This is called art. Really? Mm -hmm. No problem. Why don't you do the same art and Prophet Muhammad, and let's see if you'll call that art as well and no, we're in the Super Bowl. Never again. Go ahead and do that. But here's a point. Here's a point. The, the point is Christians tend to be forgiven, and they say, let it slide. Mm -hmm. Muslims are not no, they don't forgiven play games. and say, let it slide. No. So there is that standard and expectation where if somebody sits, let's just say you have two kids. One kid you joke with, he takes it. The other kid you joke with, he says, don't do that again. That I don't like that when you do that in front of people, okay? Yeah. Guess whose standard you're going to step up to as a parent? The kid that tells you, don't make fun of me in front of my friends. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. One religion's like, ah, it's okay, let it slide. The other religion's like, no, don't do it. So not only are they growing faster, they're more disciplined. 100%. They believe more. They have higher standard and expectations of their members. There is a more disciplined way of what you need to do on a daily basis, Every praying. The, the level of commitment to that religion is much higher. 100%. So that's what they're injecting. And they're going to figure out a way to get into different communities. But here's a part. If you go to the article I sent you about Netherlands, I sent you an article about Netherlands, how they said why population grows and why it goes down. Did you see the one I sent you? Uh, this could be the one. It's got to be .nl. This is the one. Okay. Netherlands, yeah. So I, I'm trying to find that. So causes and effects of population decline. When people move away from villages, only in Netherlands they use the word villages. We don't use that in America, <laughs> but apparently they do villages. Jobs, schools, shops, and other facilities also disappear. The government needs to tackle the causes and effects of population decline. For instance, by cutting down on a number of new homes being built. What? Okay, so cause the population decline. Go to the bottom. Here we go. So there's a demographic population. Few children are being born. Bingo. Families in, with children move to larger towns and cities. Okay. Young and better educated people move to larger towns and cities. Fine. So the current and projected population decline. Look at the list it gives here. Go a little lower. It's got like 10 lists there right on the, on the bottom. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. There you go. So let me read the top bullet to, to the top. Yeah, it says what? Effects of population. When young people move to bigger towns and cities, the average age of population, the place uh, they leave behind automatically goes up. Very interesting. We just learned something. That makes sense. Let me read that one more time. When young people move to bigger towns and cities, the average age of the population, the place they left behind automatically goes up. A community with a higher proportion of older inhabitants may be less attractive to businesses, which may additionally have difficulty 
Finding suitable staff locally. Other effects of population decline include fewer schools due to there being fewer children, a drop in house prices because more homes are unoccupied, fewer new homes are being built. You're contradicting yourself. Less demand for rented accommodation, fewer care facilities, less turnover for shopkeepers and businesses, fewer sports facilities, fewer people going to a theater, cinema, concerts, or the facilities are eventually cut back, uh, fewer people traveling by public transport, and local residents have to travel further to reach the facilities they want. It, it, obviously, we're not Netherlands, but they, they're leaving certain clues mm-hmm. of what happens when people are moving to other cities and other places. The other day when I was talking to Roland Martin, and he says, well, you know, here's what's going on with these cities. And I said, why'd you leave your city? Everybody else is leaving, so I left. Okay, but you left behind. You're another high money maker that could have increased the, you know, value of properties yeah, in that community. In but yeah. you left, right? Mm-hmm. So, what causes this? One of is how many babies we have. Two could be our educational system, what the kids are being fed. Three could be our religion. Four could be what kind of immigrants are we attracting? The immigrants we're attracting to U.S. from South and Central America. Thank God they make babies. Right, because they don't have a problem making babies. Maybe some some immigrants that come in are not making babies. Maybe you, by the way, it would be very interesting to even look at the data, Rob. I don't even know if we can pull this up to see who makes the most babies in America. Like if we were to do Hispanic baby per family average versus whites versus blacks versus Middle Easterns versus Asians, I'd be so curious to know. Or you can just put in birth rate by race in the United States. Birth Something like that. rate by, there you go. Fresh there old. we go. Mary knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so let's see this year. Uh, that's percentage. I'd love to know percentage of birth. The Latinos. Uh, que pasó, man? Yeah, but that's not given the right stats, though. That's given, the, of course, that number is going to be 52.1%. That's white. there's more white people. Yeah, I want to know Percentage of growth. I want to know yeah. per. I want to know per family. So instead of uh, uh, what do we put? White race uh, uh, birth rate. How would you put it, Marianne? This is your world. How would you put it? Number try, of uh, birth. You could try uh, birth rate by race per hundred thousand. Okay, that's better. Birth rate by race by hundred thousand. By the way, Marion is hired full time researcher. Yeah, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Offers uh, been made. We can we can we can fire our friend Chat GPT if we if we'd like or keep him. <laughs> Number of births total fertility. I would their total fertility rate by ethnicity in twenty twenty. Why don't you use well, that one? What's your what's your prediction here? What's your? I, it's not even a prediction. I'm willing to tell you. I don't think whites are having that many kids per. Uh, 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 what is it? Asians are one point three eight five thousand women. Okay, interesting. There you go. Hispanics two point one four five one point four one. Okay, Hispanics are two. No, no, no. What you what you're saying is Pacific Islander. They they have the most, right? Pacific Islanders number one. Number two is Hispanic. Yeah. Number three is blacks. You oh. see, I told you, whites are not having that many kids. White and people, Asian. step Come it on, up, guys. Step it up. By by the way, by the way, I'm telling you, this is. Rob, scroll in a little bit. Th- this seems but, like a regular thing. I'm telling you, whites are not yeah. having I, enough kids. But you see who's last place here? Asians. The Asians. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was talking about like China. They're not banging. Well, this no. is in the United States. Oh, that's the United States. What's going on? Well, I mean, it's in the culture. If it's, well, he not talked about it. it. There's a major shrinkage issue going on there with. <laughs> No, yeah. he said. He said yeah. there's a shrinkage in the yeah. population. Well, it's kind of like Jerome Powell upstairs banging on the on the drum of the uh, economy. Oh, yeah, shout out yeah. to Tom. Interest rates, yeah. Bizday, bizdot. Interesting. So, Native Hawaiian Pacific Islanders having the most kids per capita, right? And then you have Hispanic, and then you have Black Americans, and then all sort of the median, and then the the bottom tier are whites, not Hispanic, uh, American Indians. And then Asians, by far and away last place. What's the correlation there, Marion? Well, uh, I can only guess. Um, and uh, my guess would be that uh, a lot of uh, Asian women actually um, go to universities and get graduate and postgraduate degrees. Mm. And so you would expect their, um, uh, their uh, 
their average age of having the first baby to be quite old. Yeah, good uh, point. That would be my that would be my guess. So the more educated you are, the more free you are, the lower your chances of wanting to have kids, be a family woman or a family person early. Or yeah. in general, period. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the later you start having children, the the, the fewer you're going to end up mm -hmm. with. Uh -huh. And uh, a lot of uh, these couples, um, certainly I'm aware of a little bit about the Asian uh, situation, uh, would be people who would start having babies maybe even in their mid-30s. Uh, so by the time that uh, you're you are advised not to have any more children. You may be 40 and you are able to only have one child. So, so th this may be sort of a naive question, but is it, I guess, bad for women to continue education? Well, because it seems like it's limiting growth. My view population is, my view is that parents should have as many children as they want. What I don't want is for parental choices to be impacted by crazy mil millenarian cult of the apocalypse. This mm -hmm. is this is this is the uh, this is the eco um, apocalypse that we are being told about every day. So there are many reasons for which people have babies, and there are many reasons for which people don't have babies. Um, women's choice is obviously quite important <laughs> as well. But if if we are going to commit civilizational suicide because we are being told that the world is going to end in eight years and people shouldn't have babies. That mm -hmm. I have a problem with, and that's what the book is dedicated to, is just to remove one brick in the wall um, of, of a barrier uh, against, against people having children. This, this kind of opens up that dialogue of optimism versus pessimism. Yeah. If you would, I'm sure you've written a whole book about this. It would seem to me, and you have all the data, people are living longer, people are getting out of poverty, there's more drinking water, there's more supplies, there's more commodities. Like, the world is getting better. You know, life expectancy 100 years ago was 45, 50 years old, yeah. whatever it was. Now it's 75, 80. You know, I think, you know, 100 years ago, what, 70% of the world was in dire poverty? Now it's less than 10%. You have all the stats. Yeah. I'm going to let you do your thing. But it seems to me the world is getting better and better and better and better. People are living longer. People are more prosperous. Yet there's this like fake narrative that we're all going to die soon. Yeah. So extrapolate. Well, on okay. That. So so let's get a few statistics. Um, for as far back as we can tell, uh, people earned uh, two dollars per person per day or less. Uh, that was that was that was the global average or or the or the productive equivalent thereof. About two dollars per person per day. Today, globally, uh, average daily income is forty dollars per person per day. Okay, and so that, it went from two to forty in how long? Uh, well, uh, in the last two hundred years. Okay, right? and until about eighteen hundred, the the world income was industrial pretty much, revolution. Pretty much, pretty much stagnant at yeah. two dollars per person per day. You can take it back two thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago; it would still be the same in the last two hundred years, and that's the global average. Obviously, in the United States, we are much richer. Our income per day is something like one hundred and eighty dollars per person per day on average. Again. Um, so, again, in 1800, 90% of people live on $2 per person per day or less. Um, uh, um, today, it's down to about 8 or 9%. Uh, as late as 1900, so the presidency of Theodore Roosevelt, uh, in the richest countries in the world, life expectancy was 50 years. Uh, today, around the world, it's uh, 72 years. In the United States, it's 78 years, and in some countries, it's even, even higher. Um, Roughly half of babies who were born died in infancy before the age of one or before the age of five. Uh, half of all half, babies up to would half, die. Up to wow. half and of newborns. And that was in what year? Well, uh, 1700s, 1700s okay. in, in Sweden, for example. We have very good records for Sweden. So the, the, between one third and a half. But there could be years in which half of newborns... Yeah. Uh, and what's that number today around the world globally? Well, uh, in, 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 in the most developed countries, it would be in low single digits. Uh, let's say around two to five percent. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's not just because of lack of care. I mean, you know, kids come into the world with all sorts of, um, you know, the, some kids uh, with all sorts of defects and they die, unfortunately. But but it's much much lower. Um, so so that was that was the world before, and I think that part of the reason for this. Uh, tremendous amount of negativity about the future of America and the Western civilization is not just this 
green apocalypse that we are being told about every day. But also that nobody is singing the praises of the American experiment or the Western experiment overall. Uh, right now in the United States, we don't really have a constituency praising um, praising the United States. I'll tell you why. It may be counterintuitive, but I think, you see, when you have a Republican in charge, all the Democrats say the world is going to end. This is the worst thing that could have happened. He's the new Hitler. But the same thing, oddly enough, happens when you have a Democrat in charge. Is the Republicans say the country is in permanent decline? Look at this Joker in charge. You know he's obviously senile. Country has never been worse off. So the point is that that in order to get people excited about voting, is to piss them off, is to make them angry, and the only mm -hmm. way you can do it is by saying everything is going to hell. And both parties do that. Nobody is saying that the country is doing well. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Is that unique to America, or is that just a political agenda in all countries? I'm most familiar with the United States and this political polarization where you cannot admit that the other party is doing even 1% right. Right. That, that I think, is specifically unique to us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the, the other things that are happening, of course, you've got the rise of the CRT and attacks on, on, on free speech. And, and, and part of the critical race theory business is that, is that it attacks the founding of the United States. America is very different from Western Europe or from Europe where I'm from. In, the United, in, in, in Western Europe or in Europe, um, in order to become a member of the tribe, so to speak, you have to be born into that nation. You have to be born Czech or you have to be born Slovak or you have to be born German to be properly understood as that. But in the United States, we don't work like that. We have our constitution, right? We do not have kings, queens. We don't even have that long, long a history, but we do have the constitution. Um, and the founding documents and the founding fathers. And right now in the United States, what we are seeing is a concentrated attack on everything that until two seconds ago was considered to be somewhat sacred, which is to say the founding and the revolution. 1619 Project versus the 1776 Project is mm -hmm. a perfect example of that. So, so you basically no longer – if people ask you, well, then uh, what was the good part of, of America? You cannot actually say because in every part of, of our American history, there has always been somebody who was not doing terribly well or somebody who was discriminated against or whatever. So on that basis, um, we can really no longer say that anything in America works because it is tainted by, uh, by, this, by this history that the CRT put at the center of its philosophy. Hmm. Uh, are, you, are you saying that you're not willing to make America great again? I, <laughs> I'm saying that America was great, is great, and can be even greater. I yeah. love that. Uh, th this lack of patriotism, right? I, I think something, uh, an issue that I have with the Democratic side of the aisle is if you see a flag over someone's house yes. or on their bumper sticker or someone wearing a, a, a an American flag hat, yes. what political party would you most likely affiliate you assume them they are republican because you would assume Democrat they're republican that, yeah because they have an american flag yeah that to me is ludicrous and and because the, there's a there seems to be a large contingency on the left the far left who genuinely hates the, the concept of america the well, 1619 project my, my point would be the only way you can hate america is the is if if the if your diet of news or whatever you are reading or learning only focuses on the bad things in American Correct. history. But of course, every country in the world has some sort of a terrible past. Mm -hmm. every, every civilization in world history had slavery, for example. I mean, this is a topic that Americans talk about more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And um, the reality is that it's, it's always been there. And until 200 years ago, it never occurred to anybody that you could have. There was not a sustained movement anywhere in the world for the abolishment of slavery until Britain in, seven, in late 1700s. So I, I think it is quite wrong to, uh, to, to focus just on that as opposed to all the, all the good things that America has done, including providing very high standards of living for the people of, of all colors. 
but, but and, and, you, and immigrants and immigrants like me. But you have to agree though that anti-flag American sentiment. I did not see it until six years ago. As a veteran, as a proud American, as you know, my whole family served in the military. Pat's a veteran. Mm-hmm. I didn't start seeing that at all ever until Trump was in and the flag in America. They were they had to do the opposite of whatever Trump was saying, and that's where that started. That looking at flag that that what do you what do you proud what are you so proud of? We come from slavery and we we're, this country is shit. And that's why all those gens, whatever it was, the Z, Z, yeah. they've been bombarded with, hey, this country hates you. We come from shit, and no America's doubt. not great. No, no doubt a large part of it was Trump. <laughs> I think it was in prior with Obama, but let me, a let lot me, of it started me, with Bush, too. Let me bring you back to to uh, having kids, okay? Mm-hmm. We we just we had a Super Bowl party at the new building that we you know, bought. We turned it into a nice little lounge, you know, cigar lounge, which is going to be launched. By the so way, it's going to be it, private. It, it's not going to be open insane. to everybody. But it looks insane. It looks ridiculous. It looks insane, the inside yeah. of it. It's like a uh, a place. Uh, anyways, I'm not even going to go into it, but it's, it's we're looking forward to having some meetings there with people. But we're having a late night conversation. It's like 1.30 in the morning. We're talking to these different guys, okay? And we're having a conversation about the most sensitive topics. One of the guys is there. You know who he is. He's Muslim, okay. but he's very conservative. Yeah. And he's a Republican. Okay. Guy. And so, uh, uh, then you got Democrats, Republicans. You got uh, blacks. Asian, it doesn't matter. We have them all in that room at night. It's like 25 of us sitting having a good conversation together. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation comes about having, having kids, right? And I said, uh, there's a reason why I don't, like the one person said, well, we just want to have one kid because I'm the only child and I just want to have one kid and that's what I want to do. I said, like, that's the worst thing you can do. Okay. He says, why do you say that? I said, you know, it's the same reason why I didn't just get one dog. Yeah. He says, why? I said, if a dog doesn't have another dog to play with, you are the dog. (laughs) I'm not a dog. I'm not a dog. I'm a freaking human being. The dog needs a dog as a friend so he can talk to (laughs) I don't want you to lick my legs. <laughs> I don't want you butt, to smell yeah. my butt. I don't want you to hump my legs. Go do it to another dog, yeah. right? So, by, by the way, to the graphics team, yeah. can we just make a quote of yeah. Pat saying, yeah. "I am not a dog." Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the same the same reason why one shouldn't have just one kid, unless if that's God's plan. If it's God's plan, it is what it is. Or you can't have another kid because you got lucky and got one. You just again, you can't get pregnant because you started very late. It is what it is. I don't recommend having only one kid. I don't recommend having only one dog. I don't recommend having only one anything, mm-hmm. except for wife. Wife, okay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by the way, happy Nasha. birthday, babe, and happy yeah. Valentine's happy birthday, Day. Happy birthday, Jen. It's her birthday today, <laughs> and it's Valentine's Day. I was going to mention that. There you go. There you go. Happy birthday, happy happy birthday Jen. Day. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. All right, Day. So, so that's that part. So now kids. Then we start talking about kids. I said, if you make money... And financially, you can afford kids. You should keep having kids. Mm-hmm. Now, the room the room is filled with half men and half women. Obviously, the wives are not happy about this. It's like, who do you think you are? You know, all this other. I, I, they love me. I love them. Yeah. We're like family. It's like you yeah. wouldn't, at the level of yeah. camaraderie we have is, is at the highest level. But they, they'll say, of course. come on, pal, what are you talking about? So I'm telling you, if you have the resources and you're a leader, and you're teaching people on reading books, developing the right values, the right principles. You should have kids. The problem is people who shouldn't have kids are having seven kids. Mm-hmm. People who shouldn't have kids keep having kids. Can't afford it. They're not reading. They're not developing. They're not teaching. They're not making the society a better place. So we keep having kids by the people that are not necessarily developing the next layer of leaders in the future. So, but if somebody can't afford, like you, you, with this guy, you know, if, you, if you're smart, if you're wise, if you can bring value, if you can teach somebody how to make money and be, be a better net positive to society, let's go. Pull you the know trigger. What Jeez, let's Jesus. go. And, and by the way, and by the way, you, you know, you know, you know what, what would happen if, and by the way, maybe there's a reason for it, but if, if I'm, if I'm the president of the United States, yeah. I am telling you, we'd be having record-breaking years. The four years I'm president, America would have more babies than any eight-year period. What would we, be your What would be your slogan? Like, how would you push that agenda? <laughs> my My agenda is going to be: make money, become a leader, then duplicate. Okay, not just make babies to make babies. Mm-hmm. Make money, become a leader, then go duplicate. 
not just go make babies. Stop. It would be stop Netflixing and chilling. Start reading a damn book or watch documentaries. Create a criteria for yourself. For every one movie or show you get to watch, you have to watch three documentaries. So if you're going to watch a show or you're going to watch some movies, watch three documentaries. If you're going to read one romance novel, read two business books. Hmm. If you're into, like, I know he's big on these Fifty Shades of Grey type of romance. Every time I buy his Loves desk, them. he's got these romance books Loves there, right? Them. I mean, it's just He's hot. a hardcore romance. Loves you know? them. For every one of those, read a couple business books. Gotcha. Read a couple biographies. Yeah. Go out there and start a side gig. Make some more money. Do something for yourself and your family. Become a leader in the company that you're building. Get yourself to a point where... You know, you are a big net positive to the company. Then, guess what? Make babies, and a lot of them, and don't stop, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is like, you know, people are probably listening to this and saying, Pat's lost his mind, okay? I bet bet 80% of people that are listening to me right now saying, Pat's crazy. I don't know what he's on. It's he's only saying this because it's Valentine's Day today. Yeah, he's in the love mood. He's in the baby making mood or whatever you want to call it. Trust me. If I had it my way, I would have twenty kids. I am telling you, I'd have twenty kids. I'd be the guy calling Casa D'Angelo saying, "We'd like to make a reservation. How big is your party? Party of (laughs) twenty-four. Shut it down. Yeah. Party coming. of 24. The Ben okay? Davids are coming. Got it. That last room is closed. I love it. Matter yeah. of fact, let's name this room yeah. the Ben David room. <laughs> what do we need to do to do that? Yeah. I want that. Yes. Right now, obviously, we started late, but it is what it is. So, again, if this was a source of inspiration for somebody listening to this, I didn't tell you to go have kids right now. I told you, go become a leader, make some money, have the right values and principles, then go. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. Let somebody else lose, use condoms. You you say, moving forward, we're going on a four-year run. Yeah, We're going on a six-year run, babe. Let's go make some babies, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and by the way, if, if you're saying this is crazy, your competitors are doing this. They Just really so you are. know, America, America, <laughs> your competition right now while you're talking shit, getting your four-year degree in fine arts, they're making babies. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're making babies, and you're learning about fine arts. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They are making babies. Anyways, I'm a little upset about this. No, this is well, serious stuff right listen, now. Listen, campaign, okay. campaign slogan 2024, PBD, <laughs> let's get it on, America. <laughs> okay. But remember, remember what I said. The whole concept is make not money, out of wedlock. I'm not telling yeah. you go not out of wedlock. Find somebody that can make a good mom or a good father and a good husband, and then, and then go from there. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if you can... If you have the ability, if you're a leader, let her rip. Let's go. Uh, anyways, let's go into some topics. Yeah, this podcast has been a very weird. It was podcast, baby. It's Valentine's it Day, Pat. It's, yeah. I mean, it's your very it's your wife's birthday. Guys. You're allowed to have a uh, an emotional moment. It's allowed. Yeah, it is. It is what you know, it is. I never get emotional. I never show emotions. It's, yeah. I, everyone knows that if about you me. think this is emotional, <laughs> you have lost your mind. If you think this is emotional, anyways. Okay, let's go into some stories. Hey, 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 Vinny, why don't you tell us what's going on with? Uh, you know, Houston. Matter of fact, can you have that explosion in, in uh, Palestine, Ohio, so we can just see this and then how it's being spun and what we're being told about it? I don't think this is the one. That's the one in uh, Hiroshima. Uh, that one well, right dude, there. Look, just yeah, just yeah. watch this. Yeah, Go ahead, Vinny. Look, look, well, I, I want to say one thing. Uh, just like you said, with the with the spy, th- this past month, spy balloons, the uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said that there's three <laughs> objects taken down that were not spy balloons. So, and a lot, a lot of speculation. People are like, well, are they kind of distracting us? And, you know, there's going to be conspiracy yep. theories. But the same token, Wednesday, tomorrow, the Epstein, all the files of everything with Jeff Epstein are supposed to be coming out. So everybody's playing the conspiracy thing. But I want to talk about Pete Buttigieg, the transport, Secretary of Transportation. Well, but how many, how many mistakes can this one guy do from the supply chain crisis that we had, from the airports, the, the, the disaster during uh, the holidays? So now this is the third train. And you want to talk about how distracted people are with Rihanna and pregnancy? I walked into our office today, and Adam, you might have been one of the people. I was like, yo, did you hear about the, the train that dumped thousands of gallons of uh, the vinyl chloride? You, you, you didn't, you didn't, didn't really about know it. about it. No. It's one of the ecological, like the, the, the disaster that it's caused. Uh, it's, they, they, like, apparently all this uh, chemicals fell down. They made a decision to just burn it. And the look of what happened in the town, it looked like a nuclear blast. Do we have the video? There, there, there's definitely a video. But look, look, just watch the video. Uh, yeah, show this. This is the initial. Hazardous materials. 
Lower the audio. Just press, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Five, mind you, so 5,000 people evacuated. It's, they're, not, they're not really talking about it. Pat, they're saying that a, a guy let his dog out to get water. Five minutes later, dog dropped dead. Miles and miles away from that. Look, look, look at that. Tell me, what does that look like, Pat? That's like Chernobyl. The, by the way, that's from a plane. Look that's what from it looks an airplane. Like from a plane. Yeah. So mind you, uh, uh, thousands of fish, fish are dying, and this just this just goes to show you, bro. Uh, this is when you hire just for diversity, because yo, he's the head of transportation. Pat, how many times can this guy drop the ball? The only reason Pete Buttigieg got that job, and I'm being straight up, is because he's a gay man. There's no Vinny. zero. Patrick, zero qualifications. Ta Rob, go on his Wikipedia. What is what does Pete Buttigieg know about transportation? Mind you, this is the same guy he drives that, a car. That that one hundred percent same guy during the uh, supply train crisis. Guess what he did? Two month maternity leave with his husband. Paternity per leave. Have a little respect. Whatever it was for two months while we were going with that for two months. He was gone. How many mistakes like can happen and keep going, bro? This is a disaster. You know where he was yesterday? He didn't make one mention of what's happening. This is this is really really bad. Guess what he was talking about? Hmm. Diversity in the workforce. He was saying that like when, yeah, white construction. There's too many white construction workers, bro. People. This is a cancerous thing. I saw vehicles that had the front of their bumpers at them. This stuff is like melting pieces of the plastic on the car. He was talking about how racism. He's on the he, America's racist tour. That's what he's doing. That's what America is, is worried about is that. And he's the main guy. Same thing with Kamala. When you just hire because it's either race or the sexual, their choice, that's what you get. And, and it's by, ridiculous. And by the way, what happened? So this is, this is are you following the story or no? Uh, this is the first time I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, nobody knows I, about it. Yeah, but I want to so, hear more. Yeah, so, so this is Houston. Then the, I'm sorry, this is Palestine, Ohio. The next day it's South Carolina, if you have that one. Uh, uh, this is this is South Carolina, or this is okay. Let's let's see this one. Can do you have a clip of it, or what is it showing? Is it showing anything, or no? Just that train right there. Yeah, like, what, you can see it derailed in oh, this I news see it, article. I see it. Yeah. What are the odds, Pat, of three separate trains, yeah. all derailing, all dropping toxic, like really, really, really bad chemicals, all in that in that like that span? And by can the way, do you know it? do you know the county Palestine, Ohio, is seventy percent Republicans? They voted seventy percent Trump in twenty twenty. But just so you know that. I'm oh, being really? serious with you. Yeah, Palestine, Ohio is a very uh, uh, big Republican town. Yeah, and so, I, I don't, I, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not going to that. So that could be just a purely coincidence on that taking place. But what, what, are, what are people saying? With the, is, there, is there a, tr a common threat amongst the three, uh, uh, you know, H uh, Ohio, South Carolina, and Houston, or no? No, and, and, and from, from what I did, from the research that I did, a lot, some, you know, some people are, are saying, like, maybe it's like a cyber attack where like, the communication is wrong, that the thing is going on the wrong track and falling off. And then, like I said earlier, Pat, it's like almost like a coincidence when people are like, something about Epstein is coming out. And mind you, did you know this, Pat? What's coming out about the Epstein situation, Rob, is they're going to release all his business partners, all the suspected uh, predators, all his victims, all that, all that is supposed to come out tomorrow. And a lot of, a lot of people are saying that this is just uh, like the UFO situation, because you know that, Pat, that's a fact. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, and I quote, three objects taken down th this weekend are totally different from the Chinese spy balloon. So what is it? You can't tell us what, what are these F-16s shooting down, if they're even shooting down anything. Some people are saying it's a distraction. All this is a big distraction, so you don't know tomorrow. Tomorrow's a really, really big day. I want to see if it still happens, if the Epstein list is going to come out. Well, let me ask you this, though. I mean, if, if the people behind it um, have so much power that they are able to derail trains and uh, have UFOs flying around yeah. the United States, why wouldn't they have the power to not to release those documents or to, or to destroy them? <sighs> you tell, I mean... So, so based on your research, Vincent. Well, based on my research, <laughs> yes. No, based on my research, it's, it's going to come out. But if you have people distracted, I, mind you, people walked in. You were one of them. He was one of them. You guys had no idea that there was something, no. a controlled substance, spewing into uh, on our on American soil that's going to definitely cause cancer. It's killing animals. It's killing fish. Nobody really knows about it. So the more they have you thinking about UFOs. People know more about the spot. There's UFOs now, people think. Nobody knows about the Epstein thing. Did you guys even know that that's coming out tomorrow? Did you have any No, idea? absolutely that's, zero. So what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is that's a great... My, my point is put as much distraction as you can out there because tomorrow when this comes out, nobody's going to care. Just like when the JFK files are coming out, people are like, okay, we know. Just like the, the Twitter files, people get it. They're, they're, mm -hmm. on, they're at, in Congress right now trying to, 
you know, hold these people accountable that were fired from Twitter. But you know what? People's attention span is uh, quick. Uh, uh, It'll go away. Is this information going to be unredacted? Because I, I'd be quite surprised. I, in, uh, Rob, can you find out if, if the Epstein... I, I think it's well, just a list, Miriam. I, yeah. I think it's going to be a list of everybody that was a victim, everybody that he had business dealings with, everybody that was on this island. The whole list is supposed to come out tomorrow. But how do we know everybody who should be on the list is on the list? I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I live in D.C. I don't believe anything. That I, 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 of, I don't believe... You know... I, <laughs> If I may, yes, uh, I just googled uh, some information. Uh, by the way, I don't think there's any correlation <laughs> between train derailments and Jeffrey Epstein. But if you want to go down that path, yeah. I want you to research it. What I did do research is, uh, you know, I used to take the train to work from Miami to Boca for years, mm -hmm. years. Okay. It was a grind. This is part of the reason I have a car. And once a week, someone was got hit by a train. Like, I'm an hour late to work today. I thought I'd get there early. No, oh, there's a train issue. It's a train issue. So as I'm hearing more about these train issues, I'm like, well, let's see how common these things are. Do your, do your research beyond this. Let's yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, uh, how many train derailments are in the U.S. each year? It says, while fatalities from train derailments are rare, derailments themselves are actually quite common. Since 1990, the first year that they began tracking train derailments and injuries on a yearly basis up to 2021 uh there have been 54,000 accidents in which a train derailed that's an average of 1700 train derailments per year so it seems to be freaking common now obviously i'm going to assume that some of them are minor of course some of them are major these seem to be major yeah uh but i would you i want you to to, I, oh, to go I, deeper but, on this. okay but here's my here's my thing yeah. google how many times in one month, less than a month, three trains dropping hundreds of thousands? Oh. Of, no, no, don't, that, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, no, no. That is re, this is not a we're in stat on we're, Google. We're, this is ridiculous. We're in agreement that well, some 100%. weird shit is happening. Oh yeah, and by the way, a derailment that you're talking about could be like a, it hit another train. No and, doubt. But but my here my thing is this: I can have an opinion, and my opinion is this past month from spy balloon, mind you, NORAD. I don't know what the hell NORAD's, what's going on. They have no idea. They th This spy balloon, didn't, they didn't track it until it came over Canada and hit us. But guess what? If it's if it's a Santa Claus tracker, they're like, hey, it's coming over a lot. They know where the Santa Claus tracker is. They don't know where the, 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 where the goddamn Chinese spy balloons are. And I'm shocked that we can even call it a Chinese spy balloon because it's racist to even say that this thing is coming <laughs> from over. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I think I well, think it's a serious thing. Uh, Hundreds, of, mind you, the thing is still burning. That five thousand uh, person city uh, is evacuated, and those people are making videos and they're complaining, bro, because they're making like it's not a big deal. Why isn't the so, federal so, government? So, Vinny, tie it all together for me. What's happening? I'm tying it all together in that when you have uh, the secretary of transportation on a tour telling people about how there's lack of diversity, why isn't he talking? The first thing he should be talking about is this problem. This is a dude. This isn't just okay. They spilled some you know gas mm -hmm. and it's gonna disappear. That's it's burning and these people are, are getting affected. And it's cancerous shit. I, I think your point is Pete Buttigieg has some explaining to do. One hundred percent. But but, okay. but they'll never hold him accountable, bro. He well, he has no business being the head of transportation. Just, she has no. Why, why is she even speaking? The, the White House press secretary Kamala Harris. They're horrible at their job, but nobody holds them accountable. You're not good at your job. If he if Pete Buttigieg worked at McDonald's and he did. That many mistakes, he would have been gone on the on the second fry fuck up. Let me ask so a I, question. Let me ask a question. So, uh, uh, out of all the right, things, Rob? out of and by the way, Pete Buttigieg is not qualified for this job. at all. I mean, you you know he's not qualified for this job. That deal was made that mm -hmm. Tuesday or whatever the day was when himself, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie, everybody dropped out, uh, and they said uh, Joe Biden's going to be the candidate. And that the day, the way that deal was broken. Okay, I'll step down if you give me XYZ job. Hey, since you like driving Teslas, you're the transportation guy. You know, Kamala, you're going to be this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to – I don't even know if he drives a Tesla. He may drive a Prius, for I know. He may drive a Ford Focus. But I, all I'm saying is he got a job yeah. for the hell of it. So let's set, let's set aside Pete Buttigieg here uh, uh, with what he's doing. He's going to be one of their superstars, just so you know. He's 100%. a superstar for the left. Yeah. Um, Sometimes when things like this happen, you have to also know like uh, uh, you're distracting the audience, which is the American people, from a real issue that is going on. If we go and we think about the last 30 days or the last two weeks, what's really been the biggest story that could hit that really could, you know, 
some shit could go down. All right. For example, um, North Stream Pipeline. I'm happy okay. you brought that up. You look at North Stream Pipeline, you know, the story that was written by the two-time Pulitzer uh, Prize uh, uh, winner, uh, uh, Hirsch, what's his first name? Uh, Seymour Hirsch, who wrote this. And by the way, he's had some stories that have worked against him. Whatever. We're not sitting here. You know, we have to give that as well. Yeah. He's got a yeah. couple stories that he did that actually didn't. End up, but he made some claims years ago that was actually right. Mm-hmm. And he's known for being the guy that does great investigative journalism, which is what their job is supposed to be. And the whole story is about what? The fact that U.S. was behind Nord Stream Pipeline. Why would Russia do this to themselves when they own 50.1% of it? Yep. It's like me owning a business for 50.1% of the business, and I blow it up myself, and I need the money, and I'm in the middle of a war with a country called Ukraine that uh, used to be my land, and I need as much resource as possible to fund this war. And, yeah, let me go blow up my own Nord Stream pipeline. No one believes that's possible. We know that lady that came out and texted and says, done, you know. Finished, yeah. Yeah, finished. And then we also know when Joe Biden, do you have the clip of what Joe Biden said about the Nord Stream Pipeline when he gave the answer and the lady's like, well, how do you know that? How are you so certain? Yeah. Do you remember his answer? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just trust Just me. Just trust me. I know. You know, so no one's touching this. So why why is this so important? Why is this so If you can play this clip. And Pat, can you give me context? Because you're saying, because what that guy is saying is that Navy SEALs went in there, underwater frogmen, and blew up, we blew up that that pipeline. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Allegedly, so, so yeah. we're going to be honest with you. I'll, I'll read the article. So, yeah, please, I'll read the article. So, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning Seymour Harsh uh, has alleged uh, has alleged U.S. Navy divers. If you have the New York uh, Post story, if you don't have it, I'll text it to you right now, Robin. You can pull it up. But I'm going to read it myself while we're going through this. So. Uh, the story that he uh, uh, oh, hang on, when it's Navy here. divers, they're yeah, so, Navy so, so so U.S. U.S. Navy divers laid bombs that destroyed the Nord Stream two natural gas pipeline under the Baltic Sea last September, drawn a denial from Pentagon Wednesday. Hirsch, who scooped journalism top awards from five decades ago for exposing the My Lai massacre of Vietnamese civilians by U.S. troops in 1968, cited an unnamed source in reporting on Substack that Americans planted remotely triggered explosive that wrecked three of our four pipelines, three of the four pipelines built to carry natural gas from Russia to Europe. Hirsch, 85, went to claim that the Navy conducted an operation undercover of a NATO uh, maritime exercise called Baltops 22. I don't know if you have the story. Baltops 22. In a short statement, Pentagon spokesman, Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel, Garen Garn told the Post the United States was not involved in a Nord Stream explosion, reiterating the Defense Department's response to the same question in October. Swedish officials suspected the blasts were the result of gross sabotage, and some Western officials were quick to blame the attacks on Moscow. Do you realize how dumb, (laughs) if you actually believe for somebody, like say, Elon Musk, he himself brought down Tesla and Twitter because he just kind of felt like yeah. it, right? And he, when he owned 51% of it, if he did, okay? And it blocked his gas supplies to Europe in response to sanctions over last year's invasion to Ukraine. These are deliberate actions, not an accident. Danish Prime Minister Met Fredriksson said at the time, the situation is as serious as it gets. Anyways, so these are the claims that he's making, okay? And then Biden gets up. And he's asked the question, if he can find this clip, if he can find this clip, because all of this is coming down to the ICBM that just U.S. accidentally practiced just three days ago, <laughs> launching, and U.S.'s government, Pentagon, is telling everybody to get out of Russia at a time like this. So mm-hmm. y- do you have the clip of what he says? Is this the one? Okay, uh, press. Uh, I found a clip uh, from Tucker's show where I think okay, that's it. let's hear it. So this is her and him. Press both of them. Play both of them, yeah. <laughs> So this is what she says. When at the State Department, the number two of the State Department, Watch and this. Joe Biden threatened to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Watch. I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a North Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But, do, but how will you how will you do that 
Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. What does that even mean? So then the pipe. Yeah. So, what, what do you mean? I promise. Yeah. We will be able to do that. Yeah, you send two frogmen in there and that's what it. What interest, what interest does Russia have to do that, right? Think about the interest of Russia, okay? What interest do they have to do that? So, all right, so you, I asked the question from you earlier, is this a distraction, these trains? Are these balloons a distraction? It's like, hey, look over here. Oh, shit, we're dealing yeah. with something really big here. Here's nothing, a story for you. <laughs> nothing okay? to see here. Uh, U.S. test launches, the... U.S. test launches ICBM into Pacific as part of nuclear deterrence mission, Okay. This is U.S. News and World Report. Okay? The U.S. Air Force test launched an unarmed intercontinental ballistic missile, the Minuteman III, into the Pacific Ocean, claiming the launch was a routine and aimed at reassuring allies. Of course, just a routine. Of course, the timing is a little crazy, but don't worry, people. It's just routine. Yeah. The Air Force Global Strike Command asserted the test was intended to demonstrate that the United States nuclear deterrent is safe, secure, and reliable and effective to deter 21st century threats. The English language Global Times, China's state-run newspaper, has suggested China's developing its nuclear arsenal faster than the U.S., which possesses a Cold War-era stockpile that is aging. Uh, and North Korea was also uh, paraded its large-ever collection of nuclear missiles. And uh, Russia has deployed a warship with hypersonic nuclear warheads into intercontinental waters near the U.S. These developments have alarmed European nations, which are hesitant to supply potent uh, weapons to Ukraine. Obviously, you know how you go to like an air show and they're just kind of yeah. entertaining you? This is all they're doing, guys. Yeah. Folks, if you're listening to this, it's just simply a form of yeah. entertainment for, yeah. for the American people. And what a and, great timing, right, Pat? And mind you, did yeah. anybody know that we're testing? Like, because I Mind you, I worked at a nuclear missile base in Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana, where this Chinese spy balloon was just hovering and not collecting data. It was just... It was just flying around. And then somehow, I'll, some way, and then I'll pause you and I'll turn no, it over to you good. guys. And I'll, you know, if, if you can go to this NPR story, while all this stuff is going on, while all this stuff, again, NPR is not Fox News. It's not This CNN. is not Breibart. This oh. is not CNN. This is NPR. Mm -hmm. NPR is left-leaning, government-funded media. So you have to realize who NPR is, mm -hmm. okay? The U.S. is urging Americans to leave Russia immediately due to security risks. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow is urging Americans to leave Russia immediately due to security risks. Amid the war in Ukraine, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow warned the unpredictable consequences of the war in Ukraine and said that the U.S. Russian citizen is particular risk being forcibly conscripted into Russia's armed forces. The embassy also cautioned that Americans in general face potential harassment or wrongful detention by Russian security services. The Kremlin shrugged off calls of Americans to leave the country as not new. Next week will mark one year since Russia invaded Ukraine on February 20, 24, 2022. So, again, maybe these, you know, trains, maybe these, you know, balloons... You know, it's very easy to to distract kids with balloons. It's I got three balloons at the top. That's all Brooklyn sees in the house. She loves them. The same way you can distract kids with balloons is the same way you distract adults with balloons. That could be the case. Again, I am purely specu speculating. I don't have an insider person telling me anything. I'm purely speculating. But Pat, have you? When's the last time? When's the last time this much besides 9/11 and all the crazy stuff that we went through? When's the last time you heard about three trains like this? Yeah. Uh, uh, UFOs, because that's what the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said. Three identified, unidentified flying objects. A Chinese spy balloon that's just coming over. They're shooting down these things that they won't give us any explanation of what they are. They're not telling us about this until Americans were recording it and going, "Yo, what? What is that?" Then they have to explain themselves. But we have the highest defense budget in the world. No, I was in the United States Air Force. I can tell you. Nobody fly. Nothing is in the air unless we know that it's in the air. But all of a sudden, we're letting them come in. The UFOs are happening. Three trains are dumping all this stuff. The stuff. It, it's just so much is going on. I do want to know what people like. What do you think? What do you think? There's anything that they're trying to distract us in, or you just think it's just ah, this is just America and shit happens, and it's just happening for regarding the. Just the, every. I'm just saying everything. This is a crazy time, especially and with the Nord Stream pipeline and yeah, everything that's happening. I'll, How would you? I'll, I'll address the the Chinese weather balloon stuff yeah. right there. I've watched a lot of content on it, and I think um, the pervasive view is that we have a lot more questions than answers. So I think that we are there's going to be the Senate judiciary hearings on whatever's going to come up, the accountability. Like, we're going to find out what the hell's going on here. 
Uh, I don't think this is going to lead to any sort of hot war with China. I think we can pump the brakes on that. I think there's no uh, debate that China is our. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to use the word enemy. Adversary. Uh, adversary. Sure. Okay. So there's certainly an adversary role, but I do want to focus on the Nord Stream too, because there was two schools of thought. Was it Putin? Why would Putin do this? That you know, Putin, with his amazing sense of humor, did make a joke about six months ago when winter was starting. Yeah, and it was essentially he was telling a story about a a German boy speaking to his father about, you know, why why does the why do the Russians hate us? Oh, they don't want us to be warm winter. It, this you know this it wasn't a very funny joke. Essentially, he was basically saying, you know, why why do why are we so cold here in Germany? You know, because the world wants us to, the world wants the Russians to suffer. And he's like, well, are we Russians? Because we're suffering is essentially yeah. what the premise was. So from, from the Putin state of, uh, state of mind, he's like, if we do this, we're going to make Europe pay. By the way, Europe has wholeheartedly embraced the war in Ukraine. Every single EU nation is wholeheartedly on Team Ukraine. Of course. No debate there. The entire EU. You'll speak about this probably much more eloquently than I. What I would say is this. From a non-political standpoint, if the U.S. is at war with Russia, again, non-politically, wouldn't it kind of make sense <laughs> to blow up the fucking Nord Stream <laughs> to, so. to limit their uh, ability Possible. to pump out oil and, and drive revenue? Mm -hmm. So whether you like Biden, hate Biden, think he's an old senile man, whether he literally was a gaffe and let one go, if this were conventional warfare and we blew up our enemy's pipeline we would all secretly being like hey good job over here great, great yeah. job america yeah but in this political climate we're like what an idiot why would he uh... yeah so I, I don't necessarily if we did do it mm -hmm. and we sent what do you call them frogmen frogmen 100%. okay whatever that is yeah putting their uh you know they're not amphibi frogs. yeah they're amphibious i would say all right well i guess we're pretty calculated here the military uh but you're from a former USSR, Czechoslovakia. Well, not, not exactly from a former USSR. <laughs> no, why not? The, the bloc, former, the empire, the, the empire, the, yes, the, the Soviet the empire. Eastern Bloc. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. wrong here. What's your take on what's going on? By the way, just so we're clear here, do you know the death toll? If you know it, just let the audience guess. Do you know the death toll of the current amount of Russians and Ukrainians that have died in the last both, year? Both combined. Total combined. Do you have any idea? I have no idea. Take a wild guess. 500,000. 500,000? Do you know how many men that, that is in a year to die? 500,000? Is, is that my right? Uh, uh, no. Oh. But just keep in mind, in the entire uh, U.S. war in Vietnam, I think we had 50,000 casualties in okay. six years or whatever okay. it was. Do you know the number? I have no, I, just, I just ran. I, wrote, I, I thought it was... Uh, you wrote how much? 200,000 each, I thought. 200,000 each. The Russians have lost 200,000 soldiers and Ukrainians almost 100,000. I'm kind of close. According Ish. to Norwegian TV on January 22nd, General Eric Christofferson, obviously we have big fans of Norway here. We trust their um, research, Kai. Yeah. Uh, Norwegian Norway's defense has estimates that over 180,000 have been killed in Ukraine and 100,000 Ukraine uh, Russians have been killed in Ukraine. I think something that we're forgetting about, because we were all in the rah-rah, sis, boom, bah, you know, behind Ukraine. All right, there's a war. This is a year ago. Support Ukraine. What is actually happening is there are a staggering amount of deaths and just overall just destruction going on there. There's a full-on war there. There's a war. In America, we're like, hey, support Ukraine, donate, yeah, tip an extra dollar. I wore a flag on my no, shirt. No, people are fucking dying. Oh, yeah. You don't think that there's... 100,000, 200,000 Russian moms that are crying their what are your eyes thoughts out. On this, yeah, what are you great point. I didn't know that much. That's nuts. Well, I certainly don't think that the Europeans are acting as though Russia is a serious threat to the peace and stability in Europe. Uh, the United States has been uh, heroic in, uh, in the amount of uh, hardware that uh, the United States has been providing to um, to Ukraine, not to mention budgetary support. But it shows you just how weak the European countries are. They've been relying on the United States for support, for defense, since the establishment of NATO in the 1940s. They constantly refused to meet their, meet their targets in terms of spending on defense. And they have been, they've been very cheap when it comes to supporting uh, the Ukrainians. They've been relying on the United States. Uh, the, uh, the Brits uh, have done a fair bit. Uh, 
the French are dragging their feet, uh, Germans even more so. As far as the Spanish and the Portuguese are concerned, I, I don't even know if they are aware there's a war going on. Yeah. So uh, so I, I would love to see the Europeans actually stepping up. And if they feel that Russia is really an existential threat to Europe, that they should do their bit rather than constantly rely on the United States. Uh, I'm, uh, clearly, it's the countries that you know, Finland... Poland yeah. that are surrounding the, the Ukraine. Poles, the Poles understand yeah. what Russians can do when they take yeah, over your of country. Course. They've seen it. And 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 the same with uh, with the Baltic countries. Versus the yeah. Portuguese yeah. and the, the Spanish, they're just yeah. like siesta time. And Pat, yeah. this this goes to me like with with all this stuff, and I'm not I'm not trying to make it political, but I mean we're talking politics with everything that's going wrong here as we're seeing it, the wars that we're getting involved with. China being able to literally, literally, from COVID to what they're doing now, do whatever they want and get away with it. Because to me personally, the administration, the president, Biden, weak as hell. I would much rather, me personally, my opinion is my thought, I would much rather go back to two years ago when the only thing hurting in this country was people's feelings, not the country <laughs> itself. I'm being real. Two years ago, people were like, hey, he said something mean. None of this shit would have been happening during Trump. I put, I put my money where my mouth is. You think a, a balloon spying would just be flying over and all this shit would be happening with China? It's the same guy that tried to hold China accountable. And just because he was like, oh, this is a China virus. <gasps> you can't. You know, it's racism. China's doing whatever the hell they want. We owe them all this freaking money. Heroin. I saw a documentary where a, a homeless guy, very well spoken. And yeah, he was homeless, but whatever. He's like, look what China's doing. He goes, heroin? We don't, heroin's gone. He goes, fentanyl is the number one thing coming here from China. They're making their money, all right, and they're killing Americans. So it's a win-win situation for China. Who's holding them accountable? All these hearings, all these judicial, I'm watching this shit right now with Twitter. None of those guys are going to get in trouble. None of them are going to go to jail. They're going to investigate Fauci. Fauci's untouchable. He'll never, mark my words, never, none of them will ever see jail, ever, period. They're going to go in front. Jim Jordan will yell at them. Rand Paul will yell at them. Then what? It's going to happen. No, I'm being real. What happens, Pat? There's a, total, there's... There's a total lack of accountability in D.C. Nobody ever gets... 1,000%. That's it. Uh, we, we didn't start in this country with an aristocracy, but now we have one in Washington, D.C. It's called the permanent bureaucracy. Yep. It doesn't matter how, how much you suck at your job. <laughs> you get promoted. You are basically unfireable. Exactly. Um, the worst that can happen to you is that you get uh, reassigned to a different department. You are pampered. You earn a lot of money. You can. You barely have to go to work. It's a nice job if you can get it. I wish I could get in. I have no desire to get in. That's <laughs> okay. not going to uh, be well, it. And, and, Pat, take us out on maybe a more optimistic note. I got yeah. one minute. Yeah, yeah. Something happens. No, it's, I, it's I, it's I have nothing to say. Yeah. Take us out on a more optimistic. The future looks bright. Have even babies. Elon. Have even Elon Musk said it. We're trying to have babies in, in the last hundred years. Go ahead. We've overcome the Great Depression. We've overcome World War I to a president assassination, an attempt president assassination, an assassination of MLK, assassination of RFK, 9-11. We've overcome a lot of things uh, is what we've overcome. I think what is awesome uh, about seasons like this is seeing leaders rising up. Leaders don't wake up during times of peace, unfortunately. Leaders typically are identified and step up during times of war, times of crisis, times of uncertainty, times of fear. Uh, I believe uh, the man upstairs is looking down right now saying, okay, this is the next challenge that's being faced. Let's see what kind of leaders are going to rise up. And your job and my job is to start off with our family first. Within your household, be the leader. Within the company that you're working at, choose to be a leader amongst your peers. Choose to be a leader amongst your community, your city. Choose to be a leader amongst your church if you do go to anything choose to be a leader if we choose to be leaders the other day i was having a conversation with dylan we're driving a car and i'm letting him play a uh, watch the video of dana white where he says this is the season of savages and i had him watch it and he says if you're a savage if you're remotely a savage you're gonna kill everybody in this generation if you're remotely a savage him and cardone have a conversation it's actually a very good one and cardone says i don't care what people say in every generation there's a savage he says yes and then I look at Dylan and I'm saying, hey, what do you, th what do you think you're a savage? He says, dad, I'm a savage. <laughs> I says, Cindy, you think you're a savage? He says, I'm a savage okay. as well. I said, you have the Bay David pl uh, blood. You don't have a choice. You're a savage. Okay. And he says, but dad, you know, goes back to the same conversation he has. But dad, you keep saying the Bay David last name is a special last name. You know you're just saying that. That's not true. I said, the only thing that matters is for us to believe it. 100%. Nothing else matters. It's our job to lead our people.
I feel like that about my background. I feel like that about America. I feel like that about valuetainment. I feel like that about capitalism. I feel like that about insurance. I feel like that about anything you represent, you ought to have that kind of respect, determination, confidence in. So if you choose to lead, um, things are going to work out. Does it mean we're going to go through some... Uns- I, I think something weird is going on. I think some weird shit's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, just like, you know, history repeats itself, leaders are going to rise up. That's what's going to happen at the end of the day. It's a season... We're having a conversation with a couple guys in the, in the cigar lounge. One guy says, what topic should be off limits? You know what I told him? I said, no topic should be off limits to discuss today at a dinner or family setting. It's our approach that needs to improve. I agree. You can talk any topic... Let's learn our approach to make it a little bit more comfortable for all of us have a conversation together. Love Anyways, Marianne, thanks for coming out. The link to the book, Superabundance, is going to be at the bottom, both in the chat and the description. <laughs> if you haven't ordered it yet, go order it. Uh, Superabundance, Marion Tupi, back at it for the second time. Marion, thanks for coming out. Gang, take care. I, uh, are we doing another podcast this week, Rob, or Friday. no? Yes, Friday with Jimmy Dore. Friday with Jimmy Dore. Perfect. We'll see you guys there. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.